What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. church family. My name is Marilyn Mitchell, and if we haven't met, I am the New Vision Women's Ministry Director for the Buchanan Campus. And as always, I am so excited to dig into scripture with you. But today, I'm especially excited about this passage because it is, in my humble opinion, one of the top three to five most exciting passages of scripture. So it's um, with great joy that we can read this together. It's Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, and I'll be reading in the English Standard version. It says this, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others, mocking, said they are filled with new wine. Ugh. Friends, I hope this gives you goosebumps as much as it does me. This is the birth of the church. This is the coming of the Holy Spirit in the day of Pentecost. And so I want to just start with this verse one and, and walk through some of these verses and, and just give you some um, points to ponder, okay? On the day of Pentecost, when it arrived, it says they were all together in one place. Let's not skip over that. I think we live in a time and a day when many people want to say, my religion, my relationship with the Lord, my service to God, my um, filling of the Holy Spirit is an individual matter. It's for me and I'm good with God. We do our own thing and I'm, you know, an have an audience of one. Um, and there is some application for that, right? We do only seek to serve an audience of one, which is Jesus. But the church, by definition, is about community. The Holy Spirit came to the church, not just individuals. Do you see how it says in verse, um, let's see, verse 3, divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. So they each received this Holy Spirit, but they received it collectively as the church together in one place. So friends, let's not forsake the meeting together um, with the church of Christ, okay? That's what we are called to do, and that's how this first church is born. And so here we see 
They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues, other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, there's been a lot of confusion um, for many people across the years about this speaking in tongues and, and that it should follow. Some people believe that it should follow a feeling of the Holy Spirit, but that's not what we see. We see what we see in Scripture. We see many cases where the Holy Spirit comes upon someone and, and speaking in tongues is not the result. So it is important to understand that it's the power of the Holy Spirit that enabled this, that they did speak in tongues, but it was a demonstration of the mighty works of God, an opportunity to tell and to show in this special, special moment, this coming of the Holy Spirit, just to put the glory of God on display. So so I think we can see, church, that it's so important that as we interpret Scripture, we need to interpret Scripture with Scripture and look at the full revelation of Scripture, not just one verse. So as it relates to speaking in tongues, can the Holy Spirit do that? Absolutely. We see it happen here. Is it a requirement or a prerequisite for the... Um, evidence of the Holy Spirit filling someone? No. Um, so that's that's important to understand. But how amazing and astonishing my translation says they were bewildered because each one was hearing in their own language. And then we see this almost, it, honestly, it's, it's a racial slur that they, they say here. They're like, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? What they're basically saying is none of these guys are capable of this. They're from Galilee. How in the world are they fluently speaking all of these world languages? Um, so they're amazed, they're astonished, they're bewildered. Um, and it, again, just underscores the power of the Holy Spirit. So friend, when the Lord calls you to do something, when he empowers you by his spirit to do something, it will be done. It doesn't require your special training or um, hard-earned skills. He will do what he will do because he is the very Holy Spirit of God. And so um, that's underscored here just by this question. Aren't these who are speaking Galileans? They're, they're not that special. They're not that educated. But here they are um, speaking these languages fluently because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And they were talking of the mighty works of God. And this is beautiful, right? Up through verse 12 is just fantastic. But then as always happens, we get to 13 and we see that there are those who will mock. And they say, oh no, these guys are just drunk. They're full of new wine. Now this makes no sense whatsoever because anyone that's been exposed to someone who is drunk knows that they will not be fluently speaking languages they do not know that are easily understood by natives of those regions. So clearly this is just typical persecution mocking that people will do when they refuse to believe um, the move of the Holy Spirit. But all of this reminds me so much of when Jesus in Matthew 16, 18 says, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not overpower it. You know, I love, I've mentioned it before on other podcasts, I'm sure, because I think it so beautifully illustrates the full gospel story. But I love, love, love the King of Kings song that we often sing. And one of those verses says, and the church of Christ was born, then the spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of old, it shall not kneel, shall not faint. And why? Because of the power of individual Christians? Oh no, not at all. It's because Christ has dwelt the body his church with his very Holy Spirit and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell cannot, shall not, will not overpower it. Um, and that you can take to the bank, okay? Um, I also think something that's just super been on my heart as I've looked at this is that the early church, this church had nothing that so many today think is essential for success. 
they didn't try to keep up with uh, attendance <laughs> or numbers. They didn't have fancy buildings and programs. Um, they didn't uh, target very specific programs for people in very specific seasons of life. They didn't have all these special um, trappings that many churches get wrapped up today in thinking are necessary to win people to Christ. No, what they had was the power of the Holy Spirit energizing their ministry. Matter of fact, they weren't limited by the programs that they may have devised. They didn't have any of that. They were ignited by the Spirit of God to do the Spirit's work. Now, obviously, as a staff member of New Vision, um, I am not against churches and buildings and programs um, and special things that we do to draw in the lost. Absolutely not. I believe we're called to do that. But the the conviction, the challenge to both staff and church members, the body of Christ, is to always be in sync with the Holy Spirit, to be sure that it's the power of the Holy Spirit that's energizing our mission, that we don't get um, too caught up in the business aspect of things, right? But that we are about the holy aspect of things, that everything we do is run through the filter of the power of the Holy Spirit of Christ, energizing, igniting us to be more effective, to bring glory to God, to Christ in our lives and in our witness. And that is what is so, so important as we look at this birth of the church um, and what's happening here. And you know, this might be a minor point, but it is a birth of the church, okay? This is not a continuation of an Old Testament um, entity. The church doesn't come to be until the day of Pentecost, until the coming of the Holy Spirit. And so that's super, super um, special about this time. C.H. Spurgeon said um, one other thing that I think is helpful. He said, you might attend some chapels and not even know that there was a Holy Ghost at all, except for the benediction. And were it not for the liturgy and the glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, there are many of our national edifices where you might never know that a comforter had been sent to us. Oh, church, that breaks my heart. It is the spirit that the, Jesus has given us as our comforter, as our um, guide and helper, and the one who will ignite and inflame in us the very work of the Lord. He enables and empowers that in and through us. And so it, it's true. There's kind of, there's this anemic understanding in, in most of the church today about the power of the Holy Spirit and what it really means. I think sometimes we're a little bit afraid of that power. And so it keeps us from experiencing the fullness of what God has called us to as the church. In his diary, Jim Elliott wrote, am I ignitable? Saturate me with the oil of the spirit that I may be aflame. That church is my challenge and my prayer for us today. Are you ignitable? I pray that we will be saturated with the oil of the spirit that we might be aflame for Christ. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.